poll on attitudes about police I've been meaning to mention. I'll, mean, I'll, I'll mention it after we get to Clips of the Week because I think it's pretty important. Um, it's it's another one of those you're being misled by the media that you take in and the, and the, the loud voices on Twitter for, you know, you get, you get an out-of-whack view on a lot of things. But uh, that, and we're going to talk to Lana Hee Chen, who's one of the best political minds in America. Really uh, proud that we get to have him on our show on a regular basis. Um, and some other stuff to jam in before the, the end of the program. I think of my family, I think we're planning a Sonic night. We have a Sonic in a town nearby us. Nice. And we're going to start to do like a family Sonic night where we go eat a corn dog and some piccolos if they still have those. And then their their dessert treats are second to none. Nobody beats the Sonic. And they got this new thing called uh, brownie batter. It's a brownie batter shake, so it's a drink. And it's just the batter from when you make brownies. You mix it all up, but they've it's still liquefied, and you drink it. I haven't had one. It's and brownie, a- you're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> Does science have no limits? <laughs> brownie batter, and then they've got one called. Uh, yellow cake batter that is just basically, you know, if you're making a cake. Batter. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah, they've had that for. Oh, have they? I've I never. Ha- so. Have you ever tasted it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, I don't. I, I feel, for some reason I feel like drinking a cup of brownie batter is crossing a line even I can't cross. You can't come back from it. <sighs> <laughs> Once you've done it, you can. You're there. You're that guy. I certainly got to wait. You know, there's got to be a statute of limitations on how soon I can ever say, well, I'm trying to lose weight and it's just not working, or <laughs> I just look at food and gain weight, or whatever I'm going to say. I say really just test the limits of the of your intermittent fasting, where what if Ooh. I just, in my six-hour window, it's only brownie batter smoothies? Is it a smoothie, a shake? What's it called? <laughs> they got, a, they got a, a new triple peanut butter thing, though, where it's Reese's Pieces... Peanut butter cups and then something else, peanut butter mixed with ice cream. That, that is, sounds awesome. It is, it is awesome. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. I'll be eating one tonight, probably. Uh, but anyway, before we get to any of that, we've got to take a fond look back at the week that was. We've already heard this earlier, so we know it's good. It's cow. It's clips of the week. People were, you know, they were doing some stuff, and then, and then other people were like, hey. They wrote racist on the statue of Winston Churchill. Wow. Uh, Responded World War II. Uh, What do you hear about the other guy? I think it would be stupid is not played. So now if you want to answer 100 questions in a half hour, you'll just have to have a four-year-old like the rest of us. For the first time in my life in Capitol Hill, I hear gunshots every single night. Without police to enforce law and order, we saw a case of street justice. A group of armed men from the protest zone surrounded the thief and arsonist, demanding he give up the cash and keys. When he refused, he was beaten by the so-called security team. All of our dads are cramming for some World War II quiz show. Paw Patrol, if that goes, I'm moving to New Zealand. The United States didn't inherit slavery from anybody. We created it. We're sending the wrong message to our black youth. We're telling them that they can fight with the police and expect nothing to happen. That is the wrong message to send to black youth. Players will be discouraged from licking their fingers and clearing their noses on the court. (laughs) Were they encouraged to do that before this? According to a recent poll, fewer Americans have a negative view of Vice President Joe Biden than they did of Hillary Clinton. Said Clinton, stop 
asking people. <laughs> Leave me out of your polls. <laughs> Wake up. And my wife's boyfriend broke my jaw with a fence post. So if you don't buy a trailer for me, it ain't going to hurt my feelings. Okay, we haven't gotten to that yet. I think we got to do that. So can you set this up before we hear it? Uh, yeah, so this was a, uh, it's a local commercial. And uh, it, like many local commercials, they are, uh, let's, 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 call them, let's call them quirky. Um, where did that go? Here it is. And what is he selling? Uh, he is selling uh, mobile homes or trailers, right? The uh, you know that comes in two pieces. You put them together, sure. and then and now you got now you got a place. So so uh, yeah, about a minute long. Here it goes. Hi, I'm Robert Lee. I own Coleman Liquidation. I sell mobile homes. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going to tell it just like it is. Uh, production value on this uh, high school radio right. and TV department, late <laughs> 90s, early 2000s. Right. These are mobile homes, not mansions. They come in two pieces. If that's what you're looking for, that's what I got. They're used. Some of them have stains. We cover that up. She decorates them. She sells them. Oh, this is where he's introducing his employees. <laughs> Some of them have stains. Yeah, but they cover those up. Yeah. Uh, so this is where he introduces his uh, his staff, the person who decorates them, the person who sell, sells them, who, hello. And then he's got a, a team of uh, burly guys who, who move these things. She decorates them. She sells them. These guys help me move them. Wolf Howell, for some reason. Bobcat. A bouncer in Birmingham hit me in the face with a crescent wrench five times. And my wife's boyfriend broke my jaw with a fence post. So if you don't buy a trailer from me, it ain't going to hurt my feelings. So come on down to Coleman Liquidation and get yourself a home. Or don't. I don't care. I wonder, has he always had this kind of angle with his commercials, or if this I, is just... I don't know. <laughs> we just found out about it. That's friggin' awesome, though. That is awesome. And I, and I know some people are uh, put off by mobile. I could live in one of those used mobile homes on a piece of land somewhere the rest of my life without problem. Talk about winding it down. That'd be perfect for me. A winder down right here in my mobile home. I'm happy as a lark. Uh, I did live in a mobile home that was pretty gross when I was in my last year of college, me and another guy. Our our rent was, and you know it's not one of those. Well, adjusted for inflation, no, it wasn't much then either. Our rent was one twenty five a month total. We each paid oh sixty two fifty a month for rent, and it was a dive in a bad area of town. It was a dive. We had m- mushrooms growing on the floor next to the toilet. Well, that seems less than ideal. Yeah, I mean it, it was it was it was windy outside. I mean your hair got mussed up. I mean it was it was that it was that it was that sort of place. But my my rent was sixty two dollars and fifty cents a month. That's the the check I would cut every month. That's that's pretty awesome. That's unfathomable. And prior to that, I had I had lived in a little standalone apartment thing that was right behind the Wendy's. Okay, but it was so close to the drive through window. All I heard until two o'clock in the morning was people ordering their drive through food. I mean, it was like <laughs> right outside. I could have ordered from my window if I'd have pushed open my window. I'd said, "I'd like a bacon double cheeseburger." They would have heard me. Frosty. They would have heard me just fine. <laughs> right. I don't know why anybody built a, a, an apartment okay. right at the Wendy's drive through. How old were you when around that time? For that Mid-college? one, I was twenty. 
three. And did you ever just hang out and try to add things to people's orders? That was post-college. No, I don't think I did. So somebody finishes their thing up. And uh, number seven. And, and a, a thir- Frosty. And, uh, and a large fry. Shut up. A medium Frosty. <laughs> Who is that? And I live very frugally. I think I paid $200 a month for that place. That was pretty nice, though. Uh, that's the place I almost burnt down because I fell asleep, uh, f- fell asleep, uh, having put a frozen pizza in the oven, uh, in the cardboard box, apparently. Oh, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, apparently I left the, car- it was just like the box, the plastic around the pizza, everything. I just put the whole thing in the, in the oven. And, and then you I only almost burn it down. And then I took a nap and I, I woke up to, uh, I think coughing and I had to crawl on the floor to get to the door. There was so much smoke in the place and, uh, flames coming out the oven, which uh, were really hard to clean off the wall. But uh, yeah, that was, that so was, was, the fire... that was pre- pretty close to ending it all right there, probably. So did nothing else catch from the... No. Nope. Wow. Everything was fine. I cleaned it off the wall. I don't think anybody was ever the wiser. It took a long time to get the smell out of their furniture. I still have the furniture, by the way. That was a long time ago, and I still have that furniture. Does it still smell like burnt pizza? Nope. No, it's 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 had a lot of smells on it over the years, <laughs> but uh, they all kind of commingled. Scent. They've all kind of commingled into one old couch smell. I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, old couch is its own smell. Yeah, there is you can you, you can conjure it up in your mind if you think about old couch. <laughs> We're gonna have a much more high level conversation in a few minutes with Lonnie Chen, and uh, we talked to Newt Gingrich about an hour ago, former Speaker of the House, about the state of politics and where it's going. And I want to play that for Lonnie Chen and get his uh, his comment on it because I thought it was really interesting. That next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Returning to anything even closer to cooperation and bipartisanship? Well, when one side wins. I mean, the reason it's so intense right now is that both sides see themselves almost winning and almost being annihilated. And that maximizes the pressure and maximizes uh, the emotions that are at stake. And so... Until that gets solved, until one side clearly is dominant, uh, it's going to remain that that intense and that bitter. That's from earlier in the show. I thought that was really interesting. I was talking with Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House from way back in the day, uh, early 90s, and uh, he's a historian and everything else. Um, do things ever calm down? Or do, do we go back to some semblance of, uh, I brought up the idea of, you know, Nancy Pelosi is the current Speaker of the House saying the president is crazy. And then the president saying she's lost her mind, you know, that sort of thing. And Newt Gingrich said uh, things will calm down when one side wins. Right now, each side feels like it's on the verge of either winning or being annihilated. We thought we'd pose that question and others to Lan Hee Chen. He's a David and Diana, sorry, David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution and a regular uh, pundit on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Lan Hee, welcome. Hey, Jack. Great to be with you. Uh, thanks. So these are as crazy a times as have ever existed in our nation's history. I think enough people agree on that. But um, Newt's theory is that it won't settle down until one side clearly wins. What do you think? Well, I, you know, look, I agree with a lot of what he said. I think both sides have apocalyptic visions of what it's going to be like if the other side has control. I think what I doubt a little bit is that one side will ever really win or one side will ever really have such clear control that, uh, you know, that it will clear out, clear out the opposition. I mean, I'll give you one example. If you look at um, the, the way the country is divided, 
uh, Republicans have control of the vast majority of state legislatures. And last I checked, I think they've got most governors as well. Uh, they also control the U.S. Senate. They obviously control the presidency. And so if you think about it from a political context, that's a pretty significant advantage. I mean, they essentially control the levers of power in many parts of the country that aren't, you know, Boston, New York, Washington, San Francisco or L.A. Uh, now, that, that's obviously a lot of huge urban areas. But my point is, uh, even in that context where you've got Republicans running a lot of stuff already, Democrats really seem to exert very little control. Um, it's still the case that you have really significant polarization. And I don't see Democrats going away in those urban areas, and I don't see Republicans doing more poorly in, uh, in the suburbs, exurbs, and rural areas. So I, I, I take Newt at his word. I mean, I sort of understand what he's saying. I just don't think it's possible. So this is all so complicated. So are we talking about actual ideologies or just... I call myself an R or I call myself a D because we know we as we know in the modern landscape, there are a lot of people backing Donald Trump and he's he's done some things that Republicans would never do for better or worse. Right. And um, so so I'm not even sure it's about an ideology. I don't think it's about an ideology. I think that's one of the challenges. So so I, I think you've made a really a couple of really good observations there, Jack. First of all, with with Trump, the people that support Trump, I don't think see themselves through a partisan or ideological lens. I think they see themselves primarily through a cultural lens. And what I mean by that is that Donald Trump is as much a cultural icon as a political icon. Uh, he is somebody who, you know, Trump supporters will say, look, he tells it like it is. He's shaking up the system. Yeah, you know what? He's a little rough around the edges, but that's okay because he's willing to say exactly what it is he thinks and I think. Um, and, and they may not be Republicans, by the way. In many cases, they aren't Republicans. Uh, but, but, and, and those who oppose him, by the way, their opposition to him is not just on matters of policy. It is a, is a visceral kind of, again, cultural reaction to him. So I, I, I don't think that the traditional coalitions line up. And this, in my mind, is one of the uh, problems that both the conservative movement as well as the progressive movement have, have gotten themselves into a little bit of trouble with because it's not clear what principles they stand on anymore. People say, okay, well, you know, he's a Republican. It's not clear what it means to be a Republican right. or be a conservative anymore. And I think unless we get some more definition there, uh, we're, we're headed for a really, really dark place. <sighs> well, we're in a pretty dark place. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're in a pretty I dark I place. I would be more encouraging. Yeah. I, you know, Joe and I have been saying for years, you know, as we've lived through a number of these various things, that it's, own, it's your own ego. It's your own whatever that's making you talk about these are the worst times ever. It makes you feel like you're part of something important. I've, I've felt that through. Not now. Now actually is worse than most any other time. Um, we actually are at yeah. each other's throats in a way like we never have been before. So this is... This is an extraordinary time to live through. Hey, it's just a tangent thing. I heard a podcast about this the other day. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What would Trump's second term be like? And here are the two sides, as I've seen uh, 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 delineated by people. He either will, since he doesn't have to get reelected, be free to do all kinds of crazy stuff, so he's extra scary, or... Because he's not an ideologue and he doesn't have anything he really wants to accomplish, he doesn't have to worry about getting reelected, he might not do anything. Where do you come down on that? 
Boy, that's a great question. Um, and, and by the way, we haven't heard too much from Trump himself about what a second term agenda right. would look like, which I know has frustrated some in the media. Look, I, here's what I think. The, what we know about Donald Trump is that he's going to care intensely about his legacy. Right. He's going to be thinking about what are people going to write about me once I'm gone from office? And by the way, he's not unique in that respect. I think all sure. presidents care about their legacy. So that to me suggests that he would be more willing to triangulate in a second term. He'd be more willing to do the kind of stuff that Bill Clinton did around welfare reform, uh, around the crime legislation, you know, things of that nature. In other words, things that a traditional Republican probably wouldn't do. So I see him continuing to press ahead on on a more um, what we might call nativist uh, trade policy. So probably less free trade, more kind of figure out a way to protect America's interests via things like tariffs. I'd expect him to push on immigration still on the wall. But I think in some areas he he triangulates, you know, and, and, and he comes a little bit to the left. I mean, it's possible, for example, he does more on criminal justice or police reform issues in a second term. It's possible he does a, a little bit more on health care that looks a little bit like what, what folks on the left might like, for example, yeah. cracking down on prescription drug companies. So, you know, I, I think he's a triangulator in a second yeah, term. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he'd go more the Ivanka direction in a second term. We're out of time, unfortunately. Lon He Chen, David and Diane, Steffi Fellow in American uh, Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution and an operating partner at New Road Capital Partners, a private equity firm. Thank you, Lon He. Fascinating conversation. Appreciate your time today. Thanks, Jack. Good stuff. That was some deep political thought right there. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. No, don't be a hero. Stop it right now. No. Stop it down. Bear. No. 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 Down. Bear. Bear. Down. <laughs> You're going to break it off. Are you spying down? Oh, buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, uh, headline on this is a guy tries to reason with a bear eating his bird feeder. There's a, a couple of things right off the bat I need to mention. So, I haven't seen the video. So, they are uh, in a, a cabin-esque thing, right, on a back Patio, Kevin-esque. Like, it's an elevated back patio where there's trees all around it, right? I, I sure. associate that kind of with a cabin sure, nature. Um, and on the tree that's kind of over, like, really close to the deck, is there's a bird feeder on there, one that you can easily reach from the deck to change it out or whatever. And on the trunk of this tree, there's a bear climbing its way up the tree to get to the bird feeder. And what you heard was those two gentlemen uh, trying to, to gently coax the bear away from their deck and bird feeder. Well, since it's not my child or beloved dog or anything like that, I just let the bear have the bird feeder. I'll get another one later. Right. Um, I don't engage the bear at all. This has it's the a good uh, policy. Don't engage bears. Yeah, I like the fact that similar to other clips we've had over the years. Bear! Exactly. Bear! You're you're breaking my cack, Bear. There seems to be a uh, uh, in the heat of the moment. You probably don't plan this out ahead of time, but you call the animal by its what it is. <laughs> yes, by it's 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 what is it? phylum? I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I was trying I want... to come up with that word yeah. too. That's genus, <laughs> but whatever. Bear. Yes. Bear. Oh. Bear. Bear. You're breaking it. You're breaking my cack. It is a funny impulse. It is that in a, in a moment of panic. You would call it bear. 
if I was being eaten by a shark, whatever. Hey, shark! Stop I don't it. know. And then, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you can find this, but uh, in that clip, the, the guy has a, a little laugh there at some point, which is not the most manly, threatening sound I've ever heard in my life. Ah! <laughs> I believe that was a bear kind of uh, almost making it to the, the railing of the deck. And he's like, uh-oh, I think that was in his moment realizing maybe engaging the bear is the best idea. It's only, uh, it's not that many seconds. Yeah. Let's hear it He's going to tear it off the tree. No, don't be a bear hero. Stop it right now. No, stop it down, bear. No. 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 Down, bear, bear, down. Right there. Right there. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a noise I'm going to try not to make around my wife ever. I'm, <laughs> if I want her to have any respect. <laughs> if I'm walking out of the shower and I see a spider, I make a sound very similar to that. <laughs> It looked right yeah. at me. You see, that's the, that's the sound I don't want to make in front of my wife if I see a spider. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. My oldest son now is the spider killer in our home, and it's it's a real, uh, it's you know, passing the torch sort of thing. Nice. Wife can call him, and he's happy to come dispatch of whatever bug needs to be dispatched with. No problem to him. I went- we had a snake the other day. He went up, picked the snake up by the tail, what? took it out. Yeah. He has no problem with that sort of thing. Wow. <laughs> now, I went through a phase when I was young where I was uh, spider detail, but I would attempt to catch and release spiders. Yeah, we do that sometimes. Okay. Yeah. We're doing a lot of We catch crickets now and then. I don't know how crickets are getting in our house, but we feed them to the gecko, which that's pretty exciting. That, that'll teach them from coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you, feel, you feel better than just killing it, like you're contributing to... The circle of life yeah, and all that. Nature, yeah, nature, something, God's, God's plan. This would have happened if we weren't here. Right. Um so we have some other things we need to play. So we've gotten through. Ah, we've gotten through the bear thing. Uh, oh, uh, Mama June, do you remember her from? God, how old is this show now? When was this show popular? Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Is that what the show was called? Was it yep. just Here Comes Honey Boo Boo? I think it was Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Here yeah. comes Honey Boo Boo. That was a popular show. It was a little girl. It was when. Um, it was when beauty pageants for children were really hot, and there yes. was a bunch of different TV shows. Uh, on like the Learning Channel and stuff like that. Uh, 2012 is when it debuted. God, that's eight years ago now. Wow, time goes by so fast. But anyway, uh, little girl beauty pageants were kind of the rage for all kinds of weird reasons, mostly because the people who put their little girls in that are weirdos. And there were several different shows, including and then so this girl kind of ended up being the star. Honey Boo Boo kind of became the star of one of those because she had such a great personality, very very likable little girl hilarious reminds me of my youngest son just like a, an adult's personality in a tiny little body and anyway uh so that show here comes honey boo boo became very popular and her mom who was a very big gal yes sitting in her chair in their little hut there by the the, the train tracks eating sandwiches of some sort i don't marinade does not have meat in a marinade sandwich that's right that's right. marinade does not you have you just make a marinade sandwich and that's why that show is so popular. Anyway, then she did a makeover and was on Hot or Not and uh, lost a bunch of weight and got married to some dude and had a lot of money for a while because that show was really successful. So she made a fair amount of money. I think she ended up going broke, though. She spent it all. Uh, uh, this clip may have something to do with it. Okay, that. gotcha. The only reason I sold the house, we was dead f-ing broke. Because, you know, at that point, we was doing quite a bit. I mean, it was a couple ounces a day. Our habit was 
$2,500 a day, if not more. She was doing, she and her husband were doing $2,500 worth of meth a day. About two ounces of meth a day. I don't know much about drugs, but from everything I've been told, meth, one of the reasons meth is so popular is it's extraordinarily cheap. Yeah. What the hell is $2,500? I've, I've heard of people doing, like, and that's that, that's crazy if you're doing cocaine, something that's expensive, um, heroin, whatever. Meth? $2,500 worth of meth a day? Man. What's a couple ounces? It's a powder isn't it? it would weigh nothing i would have uh, to be a lot i would think yeah yeah it is it is quite a bit it, it, to the point where i'm surprised they survived is that how she lost all her weight probably had something to do with it uh, yeah played a, a role co- correlation probably more than causation but jeez that whole meth meth world is so scary thank god i just it never it was never around me and i never thought it was a good idea or whatever Mm-mm. uh because uh, apparently it's incredibly addictive I knew somebody, I, I want to be vague, but I knew somebody, their sister, successful college girl, attractive, just everything going for her, just started dabbling in meth. Next thing you know, she's hooked on it, and just life went so flipping sideways so fast. is unbelievable. It, it just seems to all of a sudden become the only thing, the right. only motivating factor in your life is, oh. is, 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 is uh, where do oh. I get She's on meth. Oh. Uh, how can I get my next fix? Right, and the family trying to intervene and figure out how to get her back on track it was just it was just yeah. a disaster. Oh Man. my god, got it. You know, I I point out to my kids, my kids, because of an incident we had with a homeless person, um, which I've described many times on the air. Um, uh, they don't have a very favorable view of the homeless population, and right. uh, whenever we drive by and see some really rough looking person in a rough looking situation, I, I always say ninety percent of them are uh, you know drug addicts or alcoholics. You know, put that in their mind that that's that's where your hard drugs are going to take you. This is the end game. Yeah. yeah, and it is for a lot of people. Anyway, so Mama June was doing twenty five hundred dollars a me- worth of meth a day. That is incredible. Wow, you would go through a lot of money really fast. So that'd be five grand every point, two days to the point where she sold her house to keep it going. Like you didn't even uh-huh. want your place to do the thing more than you wanted the thing. Hard to imagine. That's I've, incredible. I've, I've never been there. Um, I don't know what that feels like. It's just it's hard for anybody who's not in that situation to try to figure that out. Um, looking at the big Juneteenth marches and celebrations across the country, I got to admit, I had never heard of Juneteenth, and if I had, I'd forgotten it up until uh, Trump had planned a rally and it became a news story. How dare he plan a rally? On Juneteenth in Tulsa. What's Juneteenth now? And now I know what Juneteenth is. Um, A lot of companies are adding this as one of their mandatory holidays and stuff. I'm fine with that. Having a non-official holiday that's around the end of slavery, I'm fine with that. Sounds awesome. I just, uh, it's interesting it's such a big deal now, and I had never even heard of it until a week ago. Uh, we got a couple of more uh, entertaining clips of tape we want to jam in before we get to the end of the show. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I did want to slip this in. Polling on... Ah! You know, this is serious. I don't want to do something really serious right now. Maybe I'll skip the serious thing. I mean, it's a Friday. Why, what, why, why what, so serious? What were we talking about yesterday... Oh, it was the ruling with the Supreme Court earlier in the week um, adding sexual orientation and, and trans and all that sort of stuff to some various... The discrimination Act yeah, laws, yeah. To some various civil right legislation. And uh, without getting into into that, 
Um, some of the uh, dissents, some of the arguments against that Supreme Court ruling got into um, the differences between men and women, the fact that there are differences and we allow them, for instance, uh, women have to wear swimsuit tops at the pool and men don't. That is a uh, that is a gender thing that we do. Yeah, not if my bill gets passed. I'm trying to work on this. <laughs> and I and I was thinking about it. I just actually just saw a guy up on the TV who had a uh, uh, similar to me had a moob situation. <laughs> and teat. There are there are women. I go to the take my kids to the local pool. Won't this year because of COVID. There are women at the pool who are much more flat chested than I am, and they have to wear a bikini top, and I don't. It's really pretty hard to wrap your head around that, isn't it? Yes. I guess. I guess I mean, the, I, the I argument understand. would be this is for me. It's not a sexual part, and it is for women. And we're we're covering up the sexual. <laughs> to you, parts. I would say it can be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We're covering up sexual parts at the pool. That makes sense. I can understand why we're covering up sexual parts. So okay, that's that's the difference. Um, and you know, and I'm I'm a B maybe. Um, there are guys at the pool full that are, <laughs> there are guys at the pool that are full on. I mean, come on now, and uh, they're they're not wearing a bikini top. So I don't know how you work that out. That might be the next Supreme Court having to get involved in that. Because if you're going to have one rule for one gender, according to them, the other day you can't. For we'll figure that out. You got any comment on that? Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. talked to a number of Trump supporters here this week. One man told me he does not intend to wear a mask during the rally, but another woman said that she would out of respect for others. But the one thing we've heard from everyone is that they are not at all concerned about the spread of COVID-19 during this weekend's rally. Trump with a rally tomorrow night. It's the first rally he's had in, what, three and a half months or something like that. And uh, man, oh man, oh man, I think everybody expects him to be just you know doing the the trump act over and, under his time in front of the mic an hour 15 over what, you take over absolutely yeah. over. Yeah, i'm hammering the over if that's the line too. um and uh you know he gets going on any of these things and he's had a lot of thoughts in the last three months that he hasn't gotten out at one of these rallies and i'm sure there'll be some of the greatest hits but the race stuff he'll definitely have to uh you know tread lightly on um and he and i'm sure he will i would imagine uh, he's probably going to do 20 minutes on what a loser Bolton is, I would imagine, somewhere oh, in there. there's going to be some really good Bolton material. <laughs> at some point. But as far as masks at the Trump rally, they're handing them out. They're not required. I saw this. So I've been living in a county where masks are required for quite a while. I now live in a state where masks are required everywhere as of today. Somebody texted, came into work this morning. There are signs and memos all over telling us that masks are now required. No one is wearing them. Not even the customers. Not one person. It'll take a while for it to catch on. And then I think public shaming will take over, I think. As far as a mask, somebody mentioned, because I've, I've gotten uh, caught without mine. I just forget. And I get into the store and they say, you need to have a mask on, sir. i got to go out to back to my car. Uh, do the whole thing where you wear it around your neck or get the kind of kerchief you just wear around your neck. Kerchief around your neck looks kind of cool anyway. 
It's like it's the 80s or something. And then you just pull it up over your face when you have to. I need to do that. This is the way to keep businesses open. So yeah. I'm, I'm oh, all yeah. on board. It doesn't bother me. Um, uh, if it stops spreading this thing around, I don't want to get it. I've got a kid that's got an immune-compromised system. I'm all for it. Uh, poll is out. 55% of people believe that Biden potentially has early stages of dementia. Potentially has early stages? Of course. But 55%. Was that a problem or not? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds um, like it might be. <laughs> seems like it. When's, when's the last time we had a presidential candidate where a majority of people thought he had, had early signs of dementia? Also saw a thing where Biden can't, this is from the Hill, Biden campaign rejects Trump effort to push for more debates. You never see this. The incumbent always want, the, the incumbent never wants debates because it just, it brings the challenger up to their level and you don't want the, you know, you, you want to stay at a different level then. Trump obviously believes the more Biden is seen, the worse for Biden. And, partic- Biden, and Biden's campaign seems to agree. And particularly uh, comparing my energy to Joe's energy as often as I can is good for me. I could see that being a, a sure. thing in the Trump camp. So for the first time ever, you're going to have the incumbent wanting more debates and the challenger saying, eh, let's have one and maybe not even one. So, wow, interesting. We'll see how that turns out. It's enough of that for now. Uh, see, I got a big thing. I ask a whole bunch of experts on when life will return to normal. I'm not even sure I know what normal is anymore or if we'll ever be back to anything like normal. I don't actually even know, but maybe more on that Monday. Fourth of July ain't far off. It's going to be kind of a weird Fourth of July. My kids were asking yesterday, are they having the fireworks? Nope, not the town I live. I know they, oh, can- really? they canceled them in my town. Dang. They canceled them months ago. So I don't know if most areas in the country are going to have their normal county or city fireworks or most people are going to fire uh, cancel. Road trip to go buy some uh, some of the good ones from some state that sells yeah, them. Yeah, I got to get over to Nevada yeah. and just get a stick of dynamite. Uh, yeah, give me two of those. Exactly. Some illegal pandas, illegal pandas, whatever else you want. Anything you want in Nevada. I thought about doing that. We have fire problems where I live. So, you know, I wouldn't want to cause that kind of problem. But when I was a kid, I had uncles that used to drive over to Missouri. Because in Iowa, you couldn't get the good stuff. They'd drive to Missouri early on 4th of July, bring back the real fireworks. That's so funny. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> I need to do that for my kids. Hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Man, if it can't blow your hands off or blind you, what's the point of even having one? Here for your host of Final Thoughts is me, Jack Armstrong. Let's get a final thought from soon-to-be-married Michelangelo, Michael. Yeah, a lot of listeners texting me about, uh, they enjoyed hearing about my wedding, so I got to go to the DMV next week, get my license renewed. I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) People just seem to be interested in your wedding. And you can only assume any setting, anybody, they want to hear about it. I think you're right. There's positive. Sean, let's get a final thought. Uh, Perry Mason making a return to the Magical Picture TV box this weekend. It is an HBO uh, short-run series. I don't know the exact number. Uh, Matthew Rice, the guy from The Americans, is playing Perry Mason. I I can't wait for this. It looks very uh, film noir-esque, like old detective-y style things. I'm digging it. I'm going to check this out this weekend. I will check it out. And what's the highlight of my day? What do I take away from today's show that makes me feel kind of good about myself? The fact that I made Newt Gingrich laugh. And how did I make Newt Gingrich laugh? By pointing out, and I found this astounding, as he was Speaker of the House almost 30 years ago, 
He's still younger than Joe Biden. Newt Gingrich, whose heyday was 30 years ago in politics, still younger than Joe Biden. Wake up. Wake up. Thank you. Which probably gets to that poll where you've got a majority of people who think Joe Biden's in the early stages of dementia. And you don't want that guy on a debate stage as much as possible? (laughs) That's freaking awesome. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four uh, four hour workday. Um, at our store, armstrongandgetty.com, you can buy all kinds of stuff. I wear the t shirts all the time. We have masks there, by the way, and all kinds of cool stuff. Armstrongandgetty.com. Also, the podcast. So if you missed any of the show during the week or you want to listen to it again because it was so fabulous, that's where you go, armstrongandgetty.com. We sell stuff, we got clips, we got podcasts. It's just, it's never ending fun. Uh, Joe will be back on Monday and we'll have another crazy week in America. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.